Do you currently work with clients through some aspect of transformation in their lives, whether it be in their health, their relationships, their business, their careers? And would you like to be able to help them achieve their goals even more quickly with powerful tools? In fact, the most powerful mind-body tools on the planet? If so, you're going to want to know about this training course that I am running starting in October, at the end of October. It is the eight-day mind-body practitioner training, which will train you at the practitioner level in NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, which works with the unconscious mind as we rewire their strategies, their patterns, etc., to get them to break through and get the transformation they're looking for. We also work with timeline therapy, which again is working with the unconscious mind as we release limiting beliefs, as well as detox the body of stored negative emotion, as well as working with hypnotherapy, a powerful tool for changing behaviors and creating the life that somebody wants with these new behaviors and an NLP coaching designation, which is on par with the international uh, Federation of Coaching ICF certification. And once designated, your certifications or designations are recognized in 42 countries around the world. If you'd like to learn more about how you can bring these tools into your toolbox in order to have greater impact with your clients and change their lives, because I know that's what you want, please reach out and let's have a conversation. Imagine getting up every day full of energy as if you were in your 20s again. What would that be like? What would that be worth to you? What is your health worth to you? Think about it. Your health isn't everything, but without it, everything else is nothing. And yet too many of us are taking it for granted until something goes wrong. No one wakes up hoping to be diagnosed with a disease or chronic illness. And yet we've never been taught how to be proactive in our health through our school system or public health. As a registered health coach and integrative health practitioner, I believe it is time this information is made available to everyone. Combining new knowledge around your health and the ability to do my functional medicine lab tests in the comfort of your own home will allow you to optimize your health for today and all your tomorrows. Don't wait for your wake up call. Welcome back to another episode of the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. I am very excited to have not one, but two fabulous guests with me today, Lisa Warner and Keith Leon. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Melissa. Woohoo! <laughs> I want to introduce you both to my audience as we get started here. And I'm going to start here with Lisa. Lisa is a pioneer in health consciousness. Upon finding herself facing cancer, she decided to learn how to heal herself without medical intervention. Upon realizing that her body healed cuts, bruises, breaks, and sprains naturally and automatically, she saw no reason why it wouldn't heal cancer or any other disease naturally and automatically as well. What she discovered on her healing journey will change the face of healing forever. And that's why I love Lisa and her work, because of course, this is what I talk about on the show all the 
time. And we're going to dive more into that very, very shortly when we introduce the, the book, The Inside Effects and How the Body Heals Itself. And Keith is the publisher of that book, as well as the documentary by the same name. And not only that, he is a nine times award winning and 11 times international bestselling author, successful book publisher and filmmaker. He's appeared on many popular radio and television broadcasts on ABC, CBS, NBC, The Jenny McCarthy Show, to name a few. And his work has been covered by Inc. Magazine, LA Weekly, The Huffington Post, Publish Magazine, and Succeed Magazine. So let's just dive into this show here with both of you amazing people. Thank you so much for your time coming on the show. And Keith, I would love to start with you. What is it that led you to a place where you decided that you wanted to create this documentary? Just give us the backstory of what brought you to that place. Well, it wasn't in the bio, but certainly I had my own healing story. I had uh, 26 years of level 9, 10 chronic pain, and I uh, continued to carry that story with me forward for all of those years. And I was in the, in the state first of, oh, my God, I have to do something about this. I was in the doing mode, and so I tried doing everything with everybody, uh, feeling like they could give me the answer. That did not work. And then I shifted into the uh, kind of victim. Well, now I've, I've tried everything and nothing has worked. And I've spent thousands of dollars and I've done all the work I need to do. So two different energies, neither one of them was successful. Uh, and then I uh, then I connected with uh, my friend Karen and with Lisa ultimately. And Lisa was the one who changed my frame of mind, changed the way that I thought of what pain was and what healing was and what I thought was the complete opposite of what the truth was. And it was in the way that she told me that landed. And once it landed and I really got it, then she gave me the tools to step forward into healing myself and, and allowing my body to do that uh, by realizing that pain actually is healing. And when I was trying to get rid of the pain, every time that I did that, I stopped the healing in its tracks. So so it was uh, ultimately, I always wanted to by 50, the year 50, uh, wanted to be making films and the publishing thing went so well that I realized, oh my God, I'm like in my 50s and I haven't made a film yet. So what would I make a film about? And then I just thought, what a beautiful way to introduce the world to uh, my two friends, introduce you to Lisa. And uh, and that's where the film came about in that question, how can I introduce the world to Lisa? And uh, yeah, so I started looking at my whole journey and, and that's what led to the film being made ultimately. And I love that. And what a beautiful awakening for you really in how you think about your body's healing and and what you thought about pain. And Lisa, I would love to ask you to give a little bit of your background story, but also then go into talking to what is that gift that you gave to Keith? Well, goodness. Um, I don't know. My background story is 
kind of when I was two years old, I, I would go to bed at night and I would just be part of the unified field. I would just be part of this beautiful field of unconditional love and light. And I knew that is permanent. That is infinite, eternal. That is source itself. That's where everything that is comes from. And from that space, I would look at the earth and go, wow, those folks are not doing the, they're not living in alignment with universal laws, with harmony. And I could see that humanity had forgotten who they were. To me, it looked like everybody was walking around in a state of amnesia. And for me, that was really traumatic at, you know, two and three years old. So I didn't know what to do with that awareness because it was clear to me that everything that I knew to be true wasn't available on this planet. So I realized that if I spoke my truth, I would probably be put in a a sane asylum. (laughs) So I decided to just not talk. I decided to just hide and forget everything that I knew. So fast forward, I grew up as a healthy, fit athlete. I was a figure skater. But really nothing about this society made any sense to me whatsoever, especially the having to earn a living thing, getting a job. And I just ended up really, really struggling in, you know, I had a relationship through my 20s that ended in my late 20s. And then in my 30s, I moved and started something new. And it just, even though it was working relatively well i was working all the time and i just became really really miserable and the more miserable i became the more unhealthy my body became the bigger it became Mm -hmm. the you know it was just so by the time i was in my whatever it was mid to late 40s i found myself facing cancer it was completely obvious to me that all the struggle that was going on in my life was what was actually causing the physical problem. So it was very clear to me that chemotherapy was not going to fix my struggle with life. It was only going to add to it. So I decided in that moment that the medical model really didn't offer the answer I was looking for because the answer that I was looking for was I wanted cancer gone from my reality in its entirety. I never wanted to have to go through this thing ever again. And um, so I decided that I was going to need to go back to what I knew when I was two. I needed to be able to reconnect to source and to reconnect to who I truly am and start clearing out my emotional body and start the process of awakening and remembering and and, and detoxing got, as you say detoxing yeah. the emotional body yeah yeah exactly once i got my mind quiet enough you know the more i cleared out these negative energies my mind got quieter and finally the answer that i was asking what do i need to know about this in order for it to change simply dropped in and i was like hey lisa your body's not being attacked by cancer and neither is anybody else's. Your body is doing exactly what it is designed to do given the circumstances you have provided. And it was clear in that moment, but it's also clear I was never going to do the research to prove that knowing, 
But it was only later on that I found out that there's a German doctor, Dr. Reichengeard Hammer, actually did the research back in the 80s. He discovered the five biological laws and he proves that our consciousness is driving what's going on in our bodies, that our bodies are not being attacked by diseases. And that pain and cancer or other symptoms are literally bringing it to our conscious awareness so that we can choose to do something about it. And they're usually, those symptoms usually show up after we've already made peace, after we've already moved through the emotional problem and come back to neutral. Those are actually the healing symptoms. And so, as Keith said earlier, when we stop them, we stop the healing. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. We're being given the the in formation that we need to heal from within. And, And most of us, and I know I was, was searching for information outside of me to tell me how to heal when the in formation was there all along <laughs> and, it, and it and it started with the word in it's like it seems like the the language that is about healing isn't even trying to hide it there's so many points where uh, and a lot of things that lisa shares words that are just like oh when you say them a, a certain way right <laughs> it's like how did i not see that how did i not see the all the information i was receiving seemingly negative or positive right was all for me to go within and take that information feel in what would work for me and and what i could discard (laughs) and so many people miss that because it's simply not overtaught right from the moment we enter kindergarten and even sooner so many of the children's books are already talking about how if you feel sick, you have a cold, you go to the doctor and they give you a pill or they give you a shot for whatever. And, you know, it's just indoctrinated from such a young age that you have to outsource your healing to someone with superior knowledge versus tuning into the wisdom of our own body. Mm, Yes. And so that's why I really appreciate you coming on this podcast today. And the purpose of this podcast is all about health education so that people can understand that there's other ways to healing and that start with listening and tuning into the body. And then perhaps there's a guide that they need in order to guide them through that journey because we can't all know everything, but to be guided through as opposed and have it be a partnership working together. So Keith, when you were healing from your chronic pain, I'm sure that was a partnership that you had with Lisa. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. It wasn't just Lisa said, go do this. (laughs) And you followed her orders, right? It was working together over time. So tell me more about that journey as you work together. Ah, It was, um, the first things that made so much sense to me were to embrace the pain instead of try to fight it, to just lean in Mm. because I knew now that pain was healing. So the more intense the pain, the closer to the healing. Right. And that if I could just lean in and accept 
it instead of trying to fight it and be one with it and do some of the other tools that she taught me. She talked about clearing, right? Mm -hmm. Clearing the globe, my space. I call it my three feet when I teach it, uh, but hearing it in another way. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why yes. I love, like, I'm, I'm grateful to be with two incredibly powerful um, healing educators right now to be to be in your presence right as the way that you say things are the ways that i can hear them i was telling everybody since i was a kid it happens as you believe like this is truth it happens as you believe okay so what was i believing that had me dragging forward this pain story and retelling it and retelling it and i was recreating it and recreating it so that yes. was another awareness that i got from lisa and so i was able to to try on those things and lean in and connect you know, during the process and, and uh, ultimately I got over the first hump, right? The first mm -hmm. wave, there's two waves. And, uh, and then I was like, I'm healed, right? Yes, it's gone. It has left me. And she was there to remind me, okay, remember there's two waves, so it'll come back. And the good news is it's usually only 70% of what it was. So keep leaning in, keep using the tools, keep doing the stuff, right? And uh, and so that reminder, thank goodness, didn't have me uh, getting cocky and just being like, I'm healed and then freak out when it came back. Right. You know, what did I do wrong? Or make up a story again to take me backwards. I had the beautiful reminder to, eh, it's probably coming. So when it did, I was like, ah. Oh, just leaned in again, got on the other side of that, and then it left me. So so ultimately the work then, and we're friends by then, like really good friends, uh, then I could say, okay, so so how do I keep keep this going or keep from like recreating some other story? <laughs> how do I how do I keep like this beautiful freedom in my body? <laughs> how do I keep that? And and got some tools for that as well. And what's beautiful with that whole process is what I'm hearing is you are completely empowered in working through that process yourself with the guidance of Lisa versus giving up your power to someone else, which is what happens when we, you know, look to the external for the answers. Yeah. And that's what you'd been trying before. And you tried everything, as you said, and it hadn't worked. Yeah. And, and I'm blessed in that. I have some really well-known and famous mentors who kind of, when it comes to the book world, mm -hmm. taught me, I know, and, and I can say this, the ones who are my mentors, the ones who I called for business advice or anything, all of them have the same thing in common. I will give you the information, tune in to what works for you and do that and toss the rest, right? They right. And they would not allow me to put them on a pedestal. Even though they're super famous, they were like, mm, no, everything that you teach is equal value and sometimes even more. Like they right. drove into my head, right? Right. And so they wouldn't let me put them on a pedestal thinking they were the ones with the answers. They're right. just like, uh, uh, like Bob Proctor said, I'm not in your drama, so it's easy for me to see. I'm not in your story, so it's easy right. for me to see. I'm not a genius, or I am, and so are you, whichever feels good to you. And I love that. I was just like, wow, wow, how, how no ego in that statement. And that's the key piece, again, when it comes to healing and our body's ability to heal, is the fact that it can and is designed to self-heal. And we simply need to find, well, to tune in, to listen to what is it that we need, 
find the resources available. And again, if we put someone on a pedestal, then we're giving up that power. When we retain our power, our belief in healing and work with a guide that can show us, that's when the true healing happens. Yeah. And I think people get the wrong uh, idea of the words when there's like a spiritual saying, I got out of the way, right? Right. I got out of the way. I think that's misunderstood. I think that's, uh, I, I went within, right? I went within and trusted that as like, not I got out of the way, meaning I pushed me aside and then listened to everybody else and let them guide my journey, right? So it's more like I got, I got in. Mm -hmm. The way, <laughs> capital T, capital W. <laughs> right. In the in right the, way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I found in the right way. Yes, yes. Yeah. And so, Lisa, you're here today, obviously fully healed yourself of your cancer. And I heard you mention earlier, you know, you you had gained weight through that time that you were working all the time, etc. And now you look to be a fabulous weight. So you're obviously in, you know, really great health. How, what is it that you do in your work to now be able to share this with others? Um, well, I wrote a book. That was the first thing that I did um, called The Simplicity of Self-Healing. And, you know, that shares a lot of the, the consciousness shifts that I went through. And, you know, my, my healing journey was really a long and winding road because <laughs> I didn't really have a roadmap. Right. And, you know, I didn't have I didn't know anybody who had just healed themselves without any medical intervention or, you know, I tried the special diet for about two days and was like, yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> you know, like that's not my answer. And, um, you know, so it was a really long and windy road. And then when I got to the end of that long and windy road, I thought, oh, my gosh, I could just go in a straight line. Like if we just have these few key awarenesses, we can just go straight here. So. Like, that's kind of my path. So after I wrote my book, I then created a 12-week class to to walk people, you know, kind of step by step, straight up the hill and over the top. And <laughs> so they can just coast down the other side. And, you know, just some, some key awarenesses that we have been so indoctrinated with these awarenesses of disease and there's something wrong with you and you got to fight it and... And you we need to be fixed and you're broken. And yeah, it's like we don't even think about it. It's like, well, you just go to the doctor because that they know all the answers. Like, well, actually, they really have not been trained in the biological laws. They've been trained in the pharmaceutical law. Like, here's the pill that goes with these symptoms. But that's not how our biology works, unfortunately. And even... And even then, I think they're they're very much like car mechanics and that they just they have a few things that they think it might be. And then they throw something at it and see if it works. And if it doesn't, then they throw something else at it. And <laughs> that's one thing I noticed. They're, they're like, doctors are so like car mechanics. <laughs> well, and I just I want to tie this in what you've just said, both of you to a previous episode that just came out three weeks prior to this one. And it's episode 137. And it's Dr. James Chestnut that I interviewed. And he's a chiropractic doctor in Canada. And he was talking about exactly that, that it's not our genes. We're not broken. And from a biological perspective, when you look at it, our genes don't change that quickly. It's only in the last hundred years that we've had this massive increase in chronic illness. 
but our genes haven't changed in the last 10,000 plus years. So how can we always be blaming our genes? Right. And isn't it amazing that the, the whole medical industry and the pharmaceutical industry is just about a hundred years old. Right. Yes. Yeah, so that changed and yeah. the, food, the food has changed. I mean, think of how many people are, you know, gluten intolerant and all of those things now. And it's like, hmm, well, genetically modified flour has come in. And then that's when everybody started getting that. I Like people who have that, that particular intolerance, I'm like, mm, when you're in Italy or whatever, eat the flour, right? Enjoy it. And see what happens, right? Exactly. It's, it's the food. It's the food. We've changed the, the food. We've changed the food in North America. And while I think originally the idea might have been a good one, the idea was to feed, be able to feed more people. So let's create a drought-resistant crop so that we can have a bigger crop and feed more people, if that was really the idea behind it. However, right. that changed the seed. And then that seed now had gliadin in it, which is a protein that isn't in the seeds of the bread in Europe. And that is that protein is what's causing the problem for so many people with being gluten intolerant, because when it's broken down in the body, it becomes glutamate, which is the same as MSG, which is a uh, excitatory neurotransmitter and has people all amped up and children all amped up. And depending how your body copes with being all amped up, that could be a temper tantrum in a child, that could be anger, rage in an adult, et cetera. And at the same time as that, it's actually lowering our natural anti-excitatory neurotransmitters. So we've got a double whammy going on just from gluten. And we haven't even mentioned the sugar in the food and the chemicals that are added to increase the shelf life, et cetera. And that could be a whole other podcast episode in and of itself. <laughs> so yeah, real, you're right. The real, far, the real farmers now called organic farmers always yes. rotated their crops so that the soil had something nutrients. In it to give us nutrients, to give us prana, chi, those things. And now the majority, <laughs> right. is mass produced and yes. they don't, about rotating crops and so it's like most of those vegetables in the store they're pretty they look like vegetables but i don't feel anything when i eat them but if i go to my local farmer and farmer's market and get that kale and make a smoothie with that kale i can feel the body rush from what's in that you know it's uh it's just amazing the how the food industry has been so uh depleted yes in, anything that would support our body's healing as opposed to disintegrating. And the stats on that is that the standard American diet is giving people 17 of the 99 needed nutrients for the body to thrive. Mm-hmm. Is it any wonder we are getting sick? Exactly. There's two reasons. It's the high toxic load and it's the nutrient depletion. Yeah. And when we adjust that, right, and the toxic load includes emotional and mental and spiritual, right? When we rebalance all of that, people can regain their health. And that was the process you went through on your long and windy road, Lisa. And I love that you now teach a more direct path. And that's the beauty of having a coach or a mentor is you find that person that's done it before you and let them show you the way, which saves you a lot of time. 
frustration, money. And also what it does is it gives you hope because you might be on a healing journey yourself and you've got 90% of the people in your life telling you that you have to go the traditional route because that's what they know to be true. But if you know in your body that that's not the right path for you, it's still hard to have to listen to everybody else telling you a different way. But when you find just that one person that's done it before you, that can hold your hand and guide you, that makes all the difference in the world. And that gives you the belief you need in order to stick to what you know is right for you. Are you a practitioner or a coach listening to this? If so, I would love to ask you, do you use hypnotherapy in your practice working with clients? And if not, would you like to? The power of hypnotherapy is limitless. And so often we experience our clients struggling to reach their goals. It's because they're coming up against their own brick walls and getting stuck. But you can help them through the power of hypnosis, break through all of that, working with their unconscious mind to put the suggestions in, to have them taking the action to achieve the results that they want. They are thrilled with your coaching techniques. They're getting the results they want. You feel amazing because you are helping your client get the results they want. It's a win-win. And another win is that it's an added revenue stream for you in your business. So if you like the feel of helping your clients get the results they want, if you like the sound of that, then definitely reach out Melissa at yourguidedhealthjourney.com or click the link tree link below for my unlimited power of hypnosis class to learn more. It's a weekend designation program that I teach valid in 42 countries. You write an exam after taking the experiential course and you can be admitted to the American Board of Hypnotherapy and start using hypnotherapy one-to-one with your clients and have them achieving the results they want. I've heard that story so many times of people saying, well, I'm doing this for my family. You know, I'm doing chemo for my family to make them feel better. Wow. <laughs> That's a little risky. <laughs> like, I'm going to be taken to the not, edge of death. Right? <laughs> if you're not feeling that inside and you're doing it for somebody else, this is your own journey. You're just, you're, you know, giving up your own boundaries. It's like you're disrespecting yourself by not listening to your own inner guidance. And that adds to the toxicity that's going on inside. Yes. Yes. But I do understand, and even having come through the pandemic, have experienced the effect of others' beliefs on you. Right. Yeah. But when you find your mentor, your coach, your tribe, you can stay true to yourself and you can still lovingly be part of everything else and understand their truth is their truth, but it doesn't have to be your truth. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what COVID has proven is that marketing is everything. And, uh, 
what the mainstream media has proven is that if you say something enough times, people will believe that it's true. We say, we've shown you the proof, we've shown you the evidence, we've shown you the proof, we've shown you the evidence, but never showed it. People will actually believe that they saw it. And uh, I had many years in the media, uh, so I'm talking from a place of knowing, not, not, not making this up. <laughs> Folks, I've seen it. I've seen fabricated stories and had to sign non-disclosures. So it, uh, it does exist that uh, perhaps not every, every ad, every uh, commercial, every story has uh, your best interest in mind, if any, <laughs> unfortunately. And that's when we all, again, when we find our tribe, when we understand who we are and the power of our body, the power of our mind, our conscious mind, our unconscious mind, and all the tools that we have access to, that's when we can follow our true path and what is true to us. And all of that comes from a deep knowing inside. Mm. And so I'd love for each of you to share maybe um, a technique that you use in order to go inside and get your answers. So if there's listeners here that are like, okay, I want to know my truth. How do I do that? Uh, so I'll start with you, Lisa, and then I'll go to Keith. Um, one of my favorite things to do, um, you know, I've got, I've got some standard, a couple of standard things that I teach. Um, one of my favorite things is to recognize that we're all grand beings of light and one day a few months ago, I thought, what, what do I look like as a grand being of light? Like, what does that actually mean? And so I closed my eyes and I started to inquire, what does, what does that mean to be a grand being of light? And suddenly I saw myself just as light, like a star in the, in the night sky, just light, pure light. And I really started to tune into that. And I noticed that that light is infinite, it's eternal, and the source of that is source itself. And the more I tune into my own light, the better I feel. A feeling of absolute bliss comes over you, well, for me, it comes over me when I fully tune in and just be that light. So the more I be that light i start feeling lighter in my body my body starts feeling lighter i feel brighter i feel happier and the more i tune into that the more i am easily able to say no to things that don't feel like that right and all of that lightness and brightness is raising your frequency and lowering it is when we get down into the the darkness etc and you know the difference and so you can say no i love that thank you and keith what do you do and the beauty of the connection of lisa and i is that we found as we connected and started to really get to know each other that we there were so many places that we absolutely know the same exact things and we use different words so we knew that if we came together and started teaching together, then double the odds that someone will hear it in a way that lands for them. So uh, the way that I like to say the same thing you just said is that we are made up of 
the divine, right? They say made in the image and likeness of source, God, spirit, universe, the creator, whatever you want to call it. And just because we decided to come in and try this being in a body thing does not mean that we're disconnected from the source of where we were created and what we came from. Uh, matter of fact, I, will, I maintain that we are directly connected. And so what I've learned to do is, and I love to teach people is sit, ask, and listen. Sounds simple. We're all sitting, a lot of us, meditating, praying, asking questions, right? So sitting and asking. Uh, however, when do we listen long enough for the answer to the one question that we asked before getting distracted and forgetting that we asked the question? So that happens. And then we think like, oh, I never get any answers. The angels never talk to me. I never hear the voice you hear. All the things like, I'm not blessed like you. I sat, I asked, and then I stayed in the one question that I asked until I received the answer, whether it took weeks for me to get the answer. Right? So for me, that listen, focused listening to one quality question, one I would actually want an answer to, doesn't start with the word why, that's for sure. So how, what, right? what do I need to know? How can I, right? These are the questions. And then just stay in that one question till I receive the answer. And when I'm focused in that question, then if it comes in the form of a song, when I turn on the radio, I hear it where I wouldn't have heard it. If somebody walks up and delivers the message to me, instead of going, what a weirdo, why did they say that to me? I would go, asked and answered, right? Or couples walking down the street and what they're talking about, what that one said to that one was exactly what I needed to know because I was still in the one question, actually heard the answer. That that has been absolutely life transforming to me, not only in my health and in my life, but in my business as well. And isn't it amazing all the different avenues that the answers can come to us? Yeah, absolutely. again, have to be in that place of listening to have the awareness in order to hear them. Mm-hmm. And I think I've also heard you say, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but as you started practicing this, that what you noticed was that the time it took to get the answer has shortened. Is that yeah. correct? Did I hear you right? Yeah. You say that one time. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, like, I was going to ask a question and then go out in the world, forget I asked the question and the answers are just from everywhere it reminds me of that joke you know with the person that's hanging hanging like eminent death on a cliff and then the somebody comes by in a boat and they're like hey we can we can save you no i'm waiting for god to save me and then an air uh, a helicopter comes over and drops a line no i'm waiting for god to save me and and then finally it's like god why won't you save me and then god's like i already sent you a boat i sent you a helicopter <laughs> right it's like the answers are everywhere i mean yes. just everywhere but we'll miss them if we're not focused on the question. Yes. Beautiful. Well, thank you for sharing your wisdom. I really appreciate it. And I want to come back to the book and the documentary because I absolutely loved watching the documentary. Um, We'll make sure it's in the show notes as to where people can access it in order to watch it. Um, But it was your first film, Keith, Lisa, I believe it was your first film that you were in. I would love you to just share your experiences of that too. So again, I'll start with you, Lisa. What was your experience of being in that documentary and maybe share your thoughts on why someone should tune into it? Um. (laughs) Well, when Keith said he was going to make a documentary, he didn't. He just said, "You know, I've decided I'm going to make a documentary," and he left it. And 
I was, and I thought, oh, that's really cool. And then I just got really quiet and it was like, you're going to be in the documentary. I'm like, oh, okay. Like I could feel it. So when he asked if I'd be in it, I was like, okay, yes. And I never really thought twice about it. And uh, so it was just, it was really interesting. It was a fun process and, you know, having the questions I have to say, like, I didn't really ponder the questions a lot beforehand, even though I had been given them, um, because I'm better off the cuff kind of thing. Um, So it was it was just a fun way to just express myself without any hesitation or um, I didn't try to censor myself at all. Um, So that that was really it was fun. And then there was kind of a period of time where I went, you know, like, Oh my gosh, what have I done? Like, there's gonna be like millions of people see this movie. Like, oh my God. <laughs> but, you know, I, I sat with Keith and he kind of coached me through that. And it's like, okay, we're all good now. <laughs> and it was, it's been a, it's been an amazing journey. Keith did an, an incredible job with this film. He stays very, very neutral all the way through and just asks some very poignant questions to all the participants and get some very real answers from people. And most of the people have really come to the same conclusions and observations so it's really, um, you know, it's just very helpful to start to hear some of the experts, you know, mm-hmm. saying that the stories that we're being told are not necessarily true and that we have to start using some discernment. Um, you know, so for anybody that is interested in watching the film, I say, please do so because um, there's a lot of really great information shared. There are a lot of really great teachers there and you may find that you resonate with somebody. And if you do, please reach out to them because, you know, everybody has things to offer to help make the journey home much quicker for all of us because we are in this great shift of consciousness and it's time for humanity to wake up to remember who we are. Like you were saying earlier, Melissa, you know, when I was two, I could see the amnesia and it's time for us to snap out of it now and realize that we are grand beings of light. I love that. And I also knowing you, I understand why you went, ah, what have I done? (laughs) You know, maybe a little patterning from when you were younger, where you couldn't talk about what you knew to be true because you you know, we're concerned that you'd be put in an asylum for being crazy because when you had shared it at a younger age, you were probably treated that way or looked in that way. And so now this is out for the world to hear and see everything that you have to offer, which is so amazing. But also you're not the only one because there's all these other people in the documentary that are sharing similar information from their own perspective in their own words. And to Keith's point, we all hear things in different ways and sometimes we have to hear them more than once. And so that's one part that I really loved about the film is that you did ask the same question several times over to different people, which means as an audience member, we may not relate to what every single person said, but somebody will say something that lands with you. And that's the power of how you set this up. So tell me more about your experience of the, of the documentary, Keith. First of all, when it came to asking the questions to Lisa on camera, she was 
completely relaxed in the way that like I was more nervous than she was. Uh, so that I thought that was funny. <laughs> she was like, ah, about being in it. But when it came time, it was like, like easy peasy, not even nervous. So why aren't you nervous? She's like, why would I be? I was just like, because it's downloaded, right, Lisa? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the, answer, yeah. the answers were yeah. downloaded. Don't overthink them. What will come in the moment will come. And that's yeah, so, something that needed to be said. Yeah. So for me, the, the beauty of making the film, not only getting to introduce uh, the world to my friends, be it the music, be it, you know, Lisa and Karen, and, but as I asked them, after I interviewed them, who do you know that should be in this movie? And I kept asking people that I was interviewing, who do you know that should be in this movie? So I got introduced to, to new people and then became new answers, became new, new concepts that I hadn't heard. And here's the thing. I've been a publisher for many years and the first 40 to 50 books that we published were functional medical practitioners, were the people, right? And so I thought I had read everything from them and knew everything. And now I was hearing new things that I had never heard before. So, so I was learning in the process. And then of course, every can of worms got opened. I could have went down a whole lot of rabbit holes, but I, I only chose a few of, of the new information that I had heard. There's a few questions that was so like <clears throat> to me that I was like, there's no way I could have this content and not share it with the world. Even if I end up being censored, even if, any of that kind of negative energy came to me. However, a lot of people have been using the words the Great Awakening for many years. And I've been sitting around going, when? When do people wake up? When is this Great Awakening? And I feel uh, and felt during the process that this was part of that and that the timing was absolutely perfect for this information to come out. So that's why I would watch it. And it is the perfect timing. And you know how I know that because this film is edgy. I didn't hold back. Some of the content will be stuff you've never heard. Take it or leave it. I'm unattached, right? I just wanted you to have the information. Uh, but what I was not expecting was how very little pushback that I received or negative feedback about the film. How little I could count on two hands the people that reached out with the negative feedback as opposed to all the people that were like me, right? Well, wow, wow, so much of it, I was like, yeah, yeah, but that and that and that was like, what? Now I have to go back to the drawing board. Now I have to go research, you know? And that that was the part that just lit me up. That I wasn't the only one that was just like, <gasps> the great awakening is, oh, maybe I don't know everything about everything. <laughs> maybe there's something for me to learn. And now these are the people I can learn it from. And he provided those people for me. Right. So it's like watch the film and the people that you feel inside connected to reach out to them, connect with them, <laughs> hire them, let them be your mentors. Right. And to be able to provide that for the world, that connection to who I feel uh, are just some of the most powerful, powerful um, people that have the greatest information right now and and through the book. You know, the book was about like, I had to stop at 29 people with the film. I had to stop at some point. Then I kept meeting people like Melissa and I kept, people. And I was like, yeah, ah, okay. book here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So it's like, okay, so in the film, I didn't get to give enough of, of the, here's what to do now. Now that you're ready and you're like on board, you're like, yes, I believe, let's go. I wanted to have more specific information about what to do now. And that's what the book is. And so I got to, uh, to introduce even new folks that, that have that information and to provide the next step for after the film. And I love all of that. And from my perspective, you know, my mission is to put an end to chronic illness. And that takes a lot of education and a lot of, you know, letting people unlearn what they thought to be true and then relearning in a new way. And so anytime there's you know, a documentary like this, a book like this that can help reach the masses and start to have people see things a different way. That's a massive step forward in us undoing the chronic illness in the world and having people realize that it isn't a life sentence and that you can heal from it. And so I really appreciate the fact that you guys were both involved in this, put all of this work together. And since, you know, meeting you, Keith and Lisa, I've known you a little bit longer, but you know, we collaborate so much more together and it's been such a wonderful journey. And I'm so excited that the world now has additional resources to understand that there is a different way and that they can tap into that. So Lisa, I'm going to start with you. If you can share how people can get hold of you and you also had a beautiful gift to offer the audience, your one breath meditation. So if you'd like to share that information as well, that would be awesome. Oh, great. Um, yeah, I think you have the link to that, to the, to the free gift. So check the show notes for that. Uh, you can find me at my website, connectingyoutoyou.com. I also have a um, Simplicity of Self-Healing channel on YouTube. So you can connect with me on YouTube as well. I I do um, one lunch with Lisa each week where I talk and just uh, about different topics. And I have a Solution Sunday that I do weekly as well. Melissa has been my guest on Solution Sunday before. Keith is a regular guest on there. And We just share really high vibe conversations to help people awaken to what they actually know inside. Beautiful. So I highly recommend people check out all of Lisa's resources in your healing journey. So Keith, if you can please share how people can get hold of you. And I believe you have a free offer to the audience, which people get when they buy the book, some free offers. So if you can share about that as well. Thank you. Sure. Well, the way you can get hold of me is go to Google or any search engine and put in Keith Leon S and there'll be all kinds of videos and things you can watch, but it'll say a bunch of different publishing companies. <laughs> That's me. Uh, just click on there. There's a contact form that will reach me directly. Uh, the film is free. So you can go to the insideeffects.com, put in your email address and you'll get the information about how to watch the film as well as an email address that reaches me. So when people were typing in feedback about the film or anything they wanted to say, that comes directly to me as well. So that's a great way to contact me. If you go to the InsideEffectsBook.com, so the InsideEffectsBook.com, uh, right there you can uh, click and go by the Kindle or the soft cover 
with a button on that page. And there you will also see the bonuses that you then come back and put in your order number and your email address and your name. And you'll get all these bonuses from people who are in the film and people that are in the book, some free gifts. And uh, Lisa and Melissa both have a, have a gift on that page as well. So you get free stuff and you get the book and the book, Kindle's only $9.99 cents, uh, still to this day. I'm keeping it that way. And the soft cover is only $9.99 because most people would charge $20 for a book of this quality. Uh, the reason I've kept it at half of that is so that you can buy a copy for you and someone you really care about, someone who may not receive this information if you didn't hand, hand, hand them the book, somebody who's in the process of going the traditional model and using wish they could hear another way to uh, buy a copy for them and, and put it in their hand. And so that's my reason for keeping it at half price so you can get a two for one. I love that. Thank you for making that possible. That's amazing. And as we wrap up, I always love to ask my guests, what does don't wait for your wake up call mean to you? So I'm going to start with Lisa and then we'll go to Keith. Oh my, well, at this point in my own journey, that would mean to me to be really conscious of my energy field, be really conscious when I'm in states of fear or doubt or worry or guilt or shame and clear those things out because those are the things that take up residence in our bodies and those energies, if they are left unattended to, they will be sending information to our cells, which causes our cells to form according to that information. And we don't want to distort our bodies with feared out guilt, shame, blame. So we have to start looking at the non-physical. So for me, it's about being vigilant with my energy. I love that. Thank you. And Keith, what does don't wait for your wake up call mean to you? And again, I love how we're so in sync. Uh, I would say two things is you make you make a difference in the world. So, so let me tell you that that's true where everybody forgot to tell you. Or maybe they just think that you already know you make a difference in their life. For everybody who ever forgot to tell you, you make a difference. And, uh, and the other thing I can speak from my own personal experience uh, is the only thing that I can really, really affect or should try to affect is this three feet and drawing a circle around me, three feet around. This is what I can control. And, and when I get to the point where I love myself unconditionally and everything about me, and I'm, I sit, ask, and I listen, and I go, and I've got this three feet where I, it's just like it feels good in here, uh, then and only then do I even have the energy or have a reason to try to tell somebody else what they might want to do, right? <laughs> Got to yeah. be this three feet. So, so don't fear awakening. Wait for your awakening. Would be um, fall in love with yourself. Just think about this three feet and how you are in it, and and take control of that and get to where you love yourself one hundred percent unconditionally. And uh, I mean, everything else is great after that. 
Beautiful. I love that. And thank you both so much for being on the show, come and sharing your wisdom, talking about the documentary, the books. I'll have everything in the show notes so people can find that. And I highly recommend people check that out. And as Keith said, buy the book, share it with a loved one that needs that information. It will change your life, their life for the better. And to all of my listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you as always for tuning in. And I will be back again next week with another episode of the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. Thank you for investing this time with me on the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. I'm so glad you joined in. If you can take two minutes to share this episode with someone you think can benefit and have a positive impact on their life, that would be wonderful. Please leave a review by going to your favorite podcast listening app and let me know what you enjoy or would like to hear more of. It will support me in my effort to bring the possibility of natural healing to a wider audience and help disrupt the sick care system we have today and make human health a global priority. Health is your true wealth.